theme song in three, two, one. And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I have a slightly different configuration than what I've been using for the past, uh, I don't know, six to seven weeks I've been living here. It's it's October, so I've been living here for, excuse me while I adjust the microphone and not address the camera. Uh, two months, two, two, two and some change months. Uh, I also don't know what to do. This is like, uh, the, uh, the sound machine. <laughs> Good thing we're not in Miami. I mean, if we were in Miami, I'd know what to do with it. That's just the type of comedy you'll get here on, uh, the constitutionals podcast episode 179. This is the premier podcast for the website. Cpluscomedy.com. I'm just vamping. Cause I only have four stories today. So. <laughs> four is only four. What's been going on? This is a, uh, I would say, a late record. The day is supposed to come out. It's recording the day of Friday, October 23rd, 2020. So close to an election. An election. So close to the election. The election of our lifetimes. It'll change everything. Either America's super racist or they're only slightly racist and they can go back into hiding. <laughs> America. What's been going on? Uh, I have one of my plants is dying a very slow death. Uh, it has been recently uh, pruned by a friend of mine. Is that what they call it? Prune? It took the dead leaves off. And then I, yeah, I've been looking up how to take care of it. And I've been doing all the things. But I think it's because of the temperature. I'm on the top floor of this apartment. I, and, and the air has to kick on uh, a lot more because heat rises. And, uh, and I... And, Temperature fluctuations, AC fluctuations, apparently, specifically, kill this plant. It's a dragon plant, dragon tree. It's a small one, though. Um, God forbid I buy, I bought a big one. Like, I would be so sad if I just saw a big plant die. But, I mean, this small one is a nice little plant. It's over there. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now on my, uh, my counter, my kitchen counter, and I feel so bad that it's dying. And, ugh, I, man, it just doesn't need a lot of water. It doesn't need a lot of direct sunlight, but it's so thin and frail and it's just so sad. And then also, they, uh, the complex took the recycling away because people were just <laughs> throwing crap on top of the, uh, like at the, at the bins. Basically, they weren't even like putting them in or they were stacking stuff too high. And then they got two just regular recycling uh, bins. However, uh, I, ju- I recently learned that the city of Atlanta doesn't recycle glass bottles because uh, it's not single stream, the city of Atlanta. And, uh, and so when it gets on the conveyor belt, it gets the, uh, the people's hands too bloodied because the, the glass breaks, obviously. And then they, so they just throw it away. That sucks. Um, I was told that by a city employee. So what I am doing is uh, I have to go to my... And then, because of the pandemic, my local recycling place was closed for uh, for a little bit, and then they opened up to appointment only, so I had to set up an appointment for that. Uh, so I'm finally going, but there is a two-camera left. Right? Camera left. There are, 
there's a giant pile of <laughs> just recyclables. It's uh, I got two Casper pillows several weeks ago, uh, which I got to tell you, you you're going to want to spend 20 bucks on a on a pillow, like on a single pillow. No, 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 no. Drop the money on the like on a good pillow. Casper pillow. Uh, Lisa's got pillows Just spend the 60 to 80 bucks on a nice pillow. I got those on sale for uh, $58 at Target. Uh, so I got two. Uh, but just go ahead and spend the money. Buy yourself a decent mattress. You know, a Castor, a Lisa, a Purple, any one of those mattresses. Don't spend $200. Because I, I have a very crappy mattress that I've had since college. And uh, I think my first week, I walked over my bed. And I stepped in the middle of it. And it broke several of the springs. And so there's now just a huge dip. And it's been like that since my senior year of college so it's been like seven years <laughs> no wait what year did i graduate oh my god it's been like six years wow it's been like six years of just this dip in the middle of oh wait yeah because i got it in 2014 yeah it's been seven years of just me just sleeping on this dip so one day i'll be able to afford a lisa mattress and that's what i want a lisa mattress you know if they want to sponsor this podcast i'll let them I'll let you. I'll give you the privilege. Or Casper, I'll give you the privilege. I just need something to go with those pillows. Because it's, it's weird putting your head down on something that feels so good, and then the rest of your body is laying on just <laughs> this very thin, cracker-thin, just, just nasty mattress. It's not nasty. I'm, I'm a clean guy. Uh, but the, thing, the things that happen on the mattresses. I made my therapist laugh. Um, I don't think this breaks any type of doctor-patient rule. <laughs> but I made my therapist laugh by saying, uh, I just needed to go on a date to uh, you know, clean out the cobwebs. Uh, I, I meant that sexually. <laughs> uh, we have fun. I just paid somebody to laugh at my joke. All right, let's, let's, get, let's get the show on the road. Speaking of the road... This comes from Variety, written by Todd Spangler. Warner Media hits the road. New Ride video streaming service launches in AT&T connected vehicles. So vehicles, and I only knew this uh, within the past couple of years, now come with LTE connections, which is cool, but you all, that's another bill to pay on top of everything. However, these LTE connections, and I assume at some point there's going to be 5G connections built in, uh, you can, instead of having to worry about connecting your phone or uh, connecting some other internet-enabled device, uh, you can all, you can your phone will connect up to this hotspot that's in the car, and it'll give you a decent connection wherever you are. I think that's how it, I think that's how it works. I've always wanted one, but I just, I mean, whatever. And then the car I bought recently uh, doesn't have it, so I don't. And I don't think the car maker I have has it. Uh, whatever, it's a hybrid. It's fine. So now. We've got uh, AT&T is offering you a free, what's it called? Wi-Fi hotspot (laughs) streaming service. Now, you can only access this inside your car. So if you're one of those people that's, if you have kids or something, I think this would be a good thing. Or if you just have, if if you like to go on road trips all the time, I think this would be a wonderful thing. Uh, I don't want to crap on this idea because I do think it's interesting, even though I think it is extremely superfluous. That might be the title of this episode, Extremely Superfluous. Some might say that is, uh, how do you spell superfluous? 
that is how uh, my life is. Extremely superfluous. I should just, whatever. Uh, content in Warner Media Ride is what it's called. Includes news and sports programming from Bleacher Report, Boomerang, Cartoon Network, CNN, TBS, TNT, and other brands. The service will be available for free to U.S. owners of 27 vehicle brands who have AT&T Unlimited Data Connected car plans. Passengers can download the Warner Media Ride app on Apple's App Store or Google Play. All right, well. Uh, oh, at some point. Oh, my gosh. AT&T in 2021 plans to offer the full HBO Max content library of around 10,000 hours of video programming as part of a new bundle of connectivity and content for connected car plan subscribers. Uh, that's the thing. Okay, so before, before we continue, uh, what's the point? Spangler writes, AT&T wants to use the Warner Media content as a carrot to sign up connected car customers while Warner Media sees the potential to reach a new captive audience. So they're only going to offer select shows. You're only going to get, you know, some Looney Tunes, not all Looney Tunes. You're going to get maybe a season of the last OG, but not all of it. You know, not the, not the other two seasons that are out thus far. I think it's a, a cool idea. Uh, I don't know how practical it is. Cause say, because uh, say you go camping, you know, say you're just on a road trip, uh, you, you're taking a, a pit stop, uh, the, the, it, in those scenarios, it works. But if you're somebody who happens to own one of the car brands that they're talking about, uh, and you, it's a, it's Acura, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo, Romeo, Jesus, Chad, uh, Audi, BMW. So, I mean, is, is there, uh, my car is not on there. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, my car's a Japanese car, so you know you know those people. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever racist thing I was gonna say. I'm not racist. Whatever you know. Uh so it, it's a good selection of cars, but uh if you live in the city like I do, what 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 good does this do you? You know, unless you're going somewhere all the time where you need that type of thing, what good does this do for uh, somebody like you? And I mean, but again, good idea, great idea. It's it's such a niche product, and they also have a thing called uh, that's already out Warner Media Audio, which is seventy podcasts and hundreds of hours of audio, including live audio simulcasts from CNN and other Warner Media news networks. That sounds a lot like uh, Sirius XM. <laughs> At what point am I going to go, you know what? I don't want to listen. I got these podcasts downloaded to my phone. Uh, I got my Sirius XM. Uh, I got, I've got 40 channels already preloaded into my, uh, in my, in my favorites. But I, I don't want to listen to any of that. I want to go listen to Warner Media Audio. I, it's cool. I, I I do think it's a nice idea. Um, but who's gonna? If I if I have Verizon Wireless, if I have team, I have Google Fi. I have Google Fi and I have Verizon for the iPad. So w- <laughs> this is this means nothing in the long run for people who. But I, I but again, I think either it, uh, the the AT and T connection comes with cars automatically, and maybe like a year or two, you get like a year or two service, and then uh, after the fact, you have to pay. Uh, or it doesn't, and you have to pay fifteen dollars a month for that. But whatever, nice idea. We'll see how the execution is. <laughs> Let's move along before the time runs out. This comes from AV Club, written by Britt Hayes. Before Glow was canceled, 
Sunita Mani, Mani and uh, her co-stars sent a letter to Netflix asking for better representation. So Glow was canceled. And Glow is the wrestling show about, uh, it's a show about women wrestling in the 80s uh, based on a very true uh, uh, phenomenon. I don't want to say that. Excuse me, iPad. We're making noise based on a very uh, uh, real thing that happened. Uh, but this is like a, a, you know, a show that, you know, just upends that. And it's a, it's a really wonderful show, uh, with women first and everything. However, there's a lot of stereotyping in the show and they don't do anything to correct it. You know, though the characters do go, Hey, this is racist, but you know, they, but they don't do anything to further the conversation about that stuff. Uh, and the people of color in the show, including Monty, Sindel Noel, Brittany Young, Kia Stevens, Ellen Wong, and Shakira Barrera, they all sent a letter to Netflix saying, hey, this is, uh, this is not good. You should check it out on uh, Monty's uh, uh, Instagram account because uh, she posted it right before Netflix said we're not bringing the show back, even though they already said they were bringing it back. But they blamed them canceling the the fourth season on um which was already going to be the final season but the fourth season on uh, uh uh you know covid related stuff you know what abc and and the, and netflix has used for other shows uh just within the past couple of weeks but the letter god av club these pop-ups letter says that no people of color in the season four writer's room and states that glow has been marketed as a diverse ensemble but for all of us diverse cast members it has never lived up to the ideals since season one, they've been playing stereotypes and all that stuff, then checking boxes. Uh, but unfortunately, we feel that the promise of the show has not been fulfilled. And it's disappointing to see Netflix, you know, renege on this. And I think there's a petition going around for a movie for Glow, but uh, we'll see what comes of it. If you can give, you know, multiple seasons of Flaked, Will Arnett's Flaked a try, and multiple seasons of uh, Arrested Development, then you can definitely give one final season or at least to the very least one movie to glow. Uh, it's, it's insane that Netflix, you know, puts so much money on crappy shows like uh, insatiable. Uh, is that what it's called? Or yeah, the, the one where uh, Debbie man, is that her name? Uh, Debbie Ryan plays uh, uh, a queen or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. And the crown and all these other shows, uh, which I'm not saying the crown is crappy, but if you, but you put all that money on that, the emphasis on that. And then when you really, where you really need it, there's no representation, uh, in this show for, uh, for women, women of color, uh, uh for women of color or, you know, anybody in LGBTQIA. So, I mean, it just doesn't, it's, you're not standing for anything. If you, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, oh, whatever Netflix, what Netflix isn't, uh, I mean, everybody's just, so gung-ho about this thing. This Netflix thing. It's never going to get off the ground. Stock's already slumped. Listen, let's take a break. If we come back, we'll talk about more stuff. Here we go. Going to break right now. Okay. It's going to break. Coming back from break. In three, two, one. And we're back to the show. <laughs> Every single week. I sit down and I say the words coming back from break and I don't even have the headphones in. And now here we are with me <laughs> putting about 40 minutes of silence in between that last sentence and this one. <laughs> we're back from the show. We're back from the show. You know, my other plants are doing uh, fine. 
I have a, a snake plant-esque one that's also on the uh, counter next to the, uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, and I've moved this dragon plant all around the apartment. I moved it to the bathroom to get some moisture when I take a shower. I've uh, moved it uh, into the kitchen. I've moved it uh, slightly out of the kitchen on the counter. I've moved it next to the window. I've put it outside. It's just, uh, yeah. If you can hear uh, who who I believe it is, 516, I believe might be either the maintenance people or the uh, uh, these uh, package delivery people just rolling their carts. Outside, then you have good ears. Let's see what else I have. Uh, my, I have a yucca, yucca cane plant in the bedroom. It's uh, doing well. Um, uh, recently pruned some of its dead leaves. And then I've got uh, two other plants whose names I don't know, but they're doing uh, just fine. Just fine. Okay, let's get to this. This is something I did not want to talk about for the rest of the year, but here we are. Quibi is dead. Confirmed dead. <laughs> It is dead, 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 dead. And uh, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and, uh, has been just talking all about it for the past week. Uh, I, 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 this is going to be next week's episode of News Time, um, which if you don't know, it's our daily show. It's the version. It's C-plus Comedy's daily show. And I, I just I knew this was going to happen this year. Uh, based on the telltale signs of the launch, and but you know, I've, I was I'm always behind a streaming service, a, a video streaming service for some reason, platform for some reason, um, especially a big one like this because I know they spent four years and you know a couple billion on it, one point seven five billion in funding, yeah. So I know they spent you know just it's just a, literally a couple billion, and it is. Uh, Six months after launch, they failed to find a buyer, according to a new report. This comes from the Wall Street Journal, but as told by Variety, written by Todd Spangler. Quibi shutting down for good. Kassenberg called investors Wednesday to tell Quibi, told them that Quibi was folding. They got funding from Disney, NBC Universal, Warner Media, and a slew of others. Sources told Variety that Quibi, which has spent about uh, which has about 200 employees, has set an all hands internal meeting for 6 p.m. <laughs> a couple days ago. Yikes! Uh, Katzenberg, according to the report Tuesday by the Information, had quote told people in the industry that he may have to shut down the company. God, that sucks. They had about fifty five hundred thousand paying customers, uh, and there are some things. That are happening. The information reported earlier this month. The number, the 500,000. Katzenberg was also struck out in his attempt to sell Quibi's programming rights to companies, including NBC Universal and Facebook, who were notoriously would buy anything. Per the information story this week, NBCU was, quote, put off by the fact that Quibi doesn't own many of the shows it puts on its platform. Well, and that's a thing that I mentioned earlier um i think when i reported on quibi for news time is that uh they have a two-year exclusivity agreement and then the creator can take the show that will still be on quibi in its quibi form uh but they can take it to whatever platform they'd like it in whatever format they'd like it so i still i i there's like a lot of cool stuff where you own the show that's a really cool idea it just wasn't implemented well Nobody was going to 
pay past that free three month period, the free 90 days we got. Quibi doesn't own any of the big budget premium content for which it shelled out upwards of $100,000 per minute. That includes the uh, the Emmy winning, I think, hashtag free Ray Sean. I think that was Emmy winning. And then some other Emmy nominated stuff like I think Chrissy Teigen's show was Emmy nominated. Just a bunch of oh, uh, the most dangerous game was nominated uh, and that's being shopped elsewhere with Christopher Waltz, uh, Christoph Waltz and um, Liam Hemsworth. That's being shopped elsewhere. They literally just this week, literally, I think the same day that the story broke, they launched an Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and an Android TV app. I mean, it just goes to show that if you don't, launching during a pandemic, yes, obviously that's the bad choice. Uh, But launching only on the phones during a pandemic, yes, again, bad choice. But also stating early on that you're never, ever, ever going to have apps outside of the phone that's the real bad choice. Uh, if you like, imagine if you could only get Netflix via your phone, nobody would watch it, but you can get it. Well, I should say Hulu, uh, because Hulu is on switch. <laughs> Hulu's on switch. Netflix is not. I also just deleted Hulu off of my switch. Cause, uh, I got a phone. I got an iPad. I got a laptop. If I was on the go, I would have realistically at least two out of three of those things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Any Hoosers. Even after I, I just got a, I just got a text that I don't want to answer. <laughs> Only I know about this. Even after Quibi's initial subscriber numbers came in lower than its ambitious forecast, Katzenberg professed to remain bullish on Quibi's prospects. They were ready. They were ready because they were going to launch regardless. But it, it's $5 for ads and $8 for no ads. This is, and I'm going to reiterate this time and again. Uh, if they had launched with a real partner, if they had gone to Apple, They'd gone to YouTube, and which I know YouTube has gotten out of the uh, premium television game uh, period, the television game period. But if they'd gone to one of those partners and said, hey, look, we got this money from other people. Can we go in? Do you want to come in with this? And so we can put it on your platform and we don't have to worry about having a dedicated thing. Uh, I understand that they want people to, you know, turn it from vertical to horizontal. But it just... It just doesn't make sense. Nobody, I think I, I think restricting yourself maybe five years ago would have been fine, but even then it would have been difficult. Uh, platforms like Verizon's Go90, that, that, that dissipated. Uh, and then even CISO, even though that was a, technically a television platform, it still didn't work because it, it, I don't even know why it didn't work. I can't even tell you why it didn't work. But for some reason, things like, I think it's because NBC wasn't, uh, speaking of bullishness from Katzenberg, NBC wasn't very knowledgeable about how to run a an internet streaming a video streaming platform. But now they are, and that's why Peacock is doing is that's why it's a free or and b cheap. But also that's why it's competent in what it's doing. The same thing goes for Apple TV, you know Apple TV Plus. Even if Apple TV Plus is restricted to, uh, well, now it's on Samsung TVs, but even if it is restricted to just Apple products, 
it's still it's still got some good stuff on it. Everybody, you know, it, it's it's a shame because everybody thinks they can be Netflix. And if you and if you go in with that mentality, you're not going to be anything. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, you know, if you're a basketball player, don't go in thinking you're LeBron James. Yeah, that could help. Or you're Michael Jordan. Yeah, that could help. Or Kobe. That could help. But be your own thing. <laughs> Use them as inspiration. Go, you know, I see what Reed Hastings and uh, and the rest of them did over at Netflix. God, I love that. I love that strategy. We can implement those ideas, but also have our own. And it doesn't make sense for you to have to be a streaming competitor and launching only on phones and thinking, yeah, young people, 18 to 34, are going to enjoy uh, on their commutes or at home or on the toilet. And they're never going to want to watch stuff on off off of their phone. Just because phones, just because a Galaxy Note 20 is seven inches or iPhone 12 Pro is uh, six and a half inches doesn't mean I want to sit there and look at that thing all the time. I can't, I can't even find, I don't even, I have Apple TV plus for a year. I can't even find the time to watch Ted Lasso. I finished it last week, but I can't even find the time to watch it on this stupid thing. God. All right, let's go. Let's move along. RIP to Quibi. I'll do a news time episode about it next week. Uh, this final thing comes from the deadline. <laughs> it comes from deadline, uh, written by Peter White, my, my cousin, apparently. <laughs> Late night laughs. Oh, I got breaking news from Deadline. Quibby stuff. Uh, Late night laughs. Conan's Jeff Ross, who's the big producer over there, uh, on TBS shows Future. And then another part of the headline uh, that doesn't deal with that. Uh, Basically, I saw this late last week, and I thought it was very interesting. Um, At some point, Conan's going to leave late night. And he, cause, and there's other avenues for him to venture down. Uh, his contract with TBS ends in 2022. And, uh, and after that, you know, he ha- his options are open because now he's more of a producer. He's more of a podcast host than anything. Uh, and if you don't, and if you don't know Conan, Jesus, like every single, like this season has been bad, but like every season of the Conan show, uh, he goes on hiatus. That show goes on hiatus for like months, a month at a time, and it like weeks. It's like it sucks. Like they they literally did they 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 skipped August. They did hiatus in August, and then they came back in September, and they've been on hiatus all of October. And it's uh, God, it just. And I understand you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's you know and they're not in their regular studio. But man, man, it's tough to like keep up with that because <laughs> the. You know, everybody else is decent and Mira or doing it from home and Seth is able to do it and Kimmel and uh, Colbert and everybody else is doing it. But, uh, you know, uh, and so, yeah, so Jeff Ross is basically in this interview, in this piece, uh, he questioned the future of the genre and believes that late night shows are now, quote, kind of dinosaurs in the business. Yeah, you if you if you don't notice, uh, people do. You know, uh, late night hosts don't really do the traditional stand up in front. Uh, even like, like, let's consider the pandemic. There's not really the you know stand up in front of an audience and do the monologue thing. Kimmel's doing it, uh, but and, and Seth is doing it, but it's not. You know, it's it's all different now. Uh, we have Desis and Miro who are just taking down the news for 14 minutes and then having a seven minute conversation with somebody. Uh, you got John Oliver who's doing a eight minute story before he does a 20 minute story. 
yeah, every uh, Sam B does three seven minute stories, so it's it's different for every show, um, and uh, and it's not and it, and it's a format that is kind of being aged out. I was I was watching um, Carson today on Peacock at work, uh, and because uh, it was Friday, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I was watching some Carson. And he was doing the monologue, and it was just so loose, and and uh, the jokes weren't playing. And this is what Carson usually does. The, if the jokes don't play, then he'll either blame the audience or he'll blame the joke, uh, and uh, or like the audience will, you know, somebody in the audience will shout a punchline before him, and you know, and and it, and it feels like there's a rapport between him and the audience. But if you look at uh, pre-pandemic hosts, it just seemed kind of, uh, I'm telling a joke, you clap. And then I'm going to tell another joke. It didn't seem, it just seemed manufactured. So Conan and uh, uh, Conan show is renewed through 2022. And I think there's going to be something different at some point. I, I really do. I think, you know, they, they did cut it down to half an hour. And I don't think that this is my understanding of just watching the show and getting a feel for how it's going. I don't think that the half hour move, uh, reignited a passion for late night in Conan. That is just what I'm getting because the half hour move was him getting like moving that and like, cause he was, I, he was getting bored doing the hour thing, but now I don't think, you know, that helped. Um, but he's been doing it a long time. He's been doing it 26 years as long as I've been alive. So, uh, Oh no. How old am I? How old am I? Am I 27? <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, who cares? <laughs> I've been 26 for two years, apparently. Um, they're going to, this is from uh, Jeff Ross, what he's saying. Our deal with Turner or Warner Media isn't up for another couple of years. We know that we're going to be doing something different on a different type of platform because, I mean, TBS and these linear cable networks, especially, are just like death. You know, there's no circulation. So you can't do it forever, and he's ready for a change. We've got a, we've got a lot of stuff going on between the podcast and the show and digital business. I can just see I can just see the show um, just leaving. I can just see him stopping the show at some point. Uh, and Conan has said that podcasts are fun. He enjoys podcasting, and they've been shooting from Largo, and it's it's been getting a little bit more fun. And it looks like for Conan, it looks like it's been getting a little bit more fun. But uh, man, they've been doing this for so long, and 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 late nights more about you know how many YouTube views you can get, uh, and right now Conan's not getting a lot. Same thing for James Corden. James Corden is not getting a lot of YouTube views. But then you know you have Seth Meyers, who's a closer look segments get a million, you know, minimum. And then uh, same thing for Colbert's monologues, a million minimum. And then uh, Fallon, all Fallon has to do is, you know, some type of stunt and he gets half a million minimum, uh, you know, have have Blackpink on for Jimmy Kimmel Live, have BTS on for for uh, for Fallon, you know, so uh, it's late nights, late nights, uh, an aged beast. But it's, you know, it's it's got I think it's a, I think it's a part of the old guard that can survive. It just needs to be updated a little bit. The same thing goes for uh, Letterman because Letterman wasn't online. Uh, Ferguson wasn't online. But then when, you know, Conan, Seth and Colbert and all these guys started, they they had to go online and get viral, you know. All right. We got in this. If you want to see this show, more of the show. Head over to YouTube. Oh, nope. C plus comedy.com slash C plus comedy.com. 
uh, where you can see interviews with their favorite comedians. You want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash C plus comedy, where you can see uh, as well our news show, weekly news show, news time. We take one story. We dive right into it. This week's episode is about, oh God, I can hear the rumbling in outside. This week's episode is about uh, restructuring, companies restructuring. Disney, Warner Media, Viacom, CBS, they've all had to restructure for one reason or another, so I dig right into that. Uh, follow us on Facebook at, <laughs> nope. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C Comedy. Follow us and like us on Facebook. Uh, you know, the rest. C Plus Comedy everywhere. <laughs> subscribe rate this podcast wherever you get your podcast thank you for listening i've chad white your host i've chad white your host goodbye this is it (laughs) i gotta go (laughs) 